This is the Exam Room Podcast brought to you by the Physicians Committee. I am the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll, and this is another special episode. Got an opportunity recently to hop on a train and go up to New York City and sit down in the basement of a place called the Urban Vegan Kitchen. This place is phenomenal. I'm sitting down there, I'm sipping on green tea, and I'm waiting on perhaps the world's largest vegan, at least the biggest vegan that I've seen, 300-pound guy, former NFL player David Carter walks into the room, and this guy is just enormous. Picture me. I'm 5'5", 140 pounds. He's got to be at least 6'6", and three bills. He is a huge human being, but 100% plant-based, and he is ushering in big-time change in professional sports, shattering the stigma that you can't be vegan and still dominate on the gridiron, dominate on the hardwood, dominate on the tennis court, dominate on the hockey rink. David Carter is proving that you can absolutely be at the top of your game while keeping it 100% plant-based. It was an absolute thrill to sit down with him, and I think that you will find this conversation very enlightening. At the Urban Kitchen in New York, the Urban Vegan Kitchen, the exam room podcast for the Physicians Committee on location, always very exciting. Sitting across from David Carter, former NFL player and big-time vegan advocate, man, how are you? Man, I'm honored to be here. This is a great day. So just keeping it going with this interview, man. Yeah, man. And hold on. Let's do some personality stuff up front. You just came from a a modeling gig or something like that? (laughs) Yeah, it was a a call with, uh, I'm not going to say who it was, but yeah, I just signed with Wilhelmina like two weeks ago, a week and a half ago. So I'm modeling now, which is like so left field. I never thought that that would be something. I, I, I owe it to this plant-based diet, I guess, right? <laughs> I got abs and stuff now. I'm like, all right. Just all right, there. Let it go. Six-pack GQ, man. Hey, hey. <laughs> uh, let's talk about being vegan, man. So you started playing football at what age? I started playing football when I was, like, five, like Pop Warner. My brother and I, we were, like, you know, you know, partners all the way up. Yeah. Playing the game, you know, helping each other train, lifting and everything with each other. So, yeah, that's, football just started at a very, very young age for me. Pop Warner and all of that stuff. Ankle so, biters, right? Flag football, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all of that. How old were you when the coaches first started talking to you about nutrition and things to eat? Now, I'm not, <laughs> I, I can't say that I doubt that your high school coach was saying keep it plant-based, but nah, like. not even close. They didn't, so high school, high school, we're not going to talk about high school because <laughs> they don't talk about that stuff at all. I didn't even teach it in schools. College, and they were doing it, but it was more like, you need to eat this clean meat, like that stuff, like, you mm-hmm. know, um, grains and eggs, make sure you eat a lot of boiled eggs, hard boiled eggs, and all of these things like that. Um, you know, and that was it. They were just feeding us a lot of meat. Like, it wasn't really a lot of milk, milk some milk, yeah. all these things like that. There was really no, like, it was, it was science, but it was it was uh, prehistoric science. <laughs> Had you even heard the word else. vegan at that point? My grandmother was actually uh, is actually vegan, and but you know, you know how that goes with the family. You know, she gets kind of ousted. You know, like 
you're, oh, she's vegan and weird. And now it's like, oh, I'm vegan now too. So we're, you know, we, it's two of us. Now what? <laughs> Most people enjoy grandma's cooking, but at the time y'all kind of sh- like, that must have messed up Thanksgiving dinner, huh? Oh man, she was making like, you know, carrot hamburger patties. Like we're like, <laughs> like she would take all kind of stuff, like make vegetable patties. And I would help her, you know, like I was like her little helper. And then after a while, my family owned a barbecue. See, my grandma's vegan okay. on my mom's side. My grandmother and my grandfather on my dad's side owned a barbecue restaurant. So, yeah, you can see, and that's where I ended up leaning towards that direction and working at the barbecue restaurant. And, you know, I was eating about a cow a week, like crazy. Like, I was eating a lot of meat, bro. Like, it was wild. I think I saw a study recently. Somebody had counted it out. You eat almost a whole cow a year, but the most staggering thing was... Like more than 200 chickens. The average American seriously eats more than 200 chickens. Right. And it's just like, that's, that's a lot of that's a lot of chicken, man. That's a lot of chickens that you don't know how they were processed, what has been pumped into them, and you just like, that's a lot of lives. Yeah. That's 200 lives. Yeah. That you swallowed, you know, and, and pooped out. So you go from UCLA, mm-hmm. you go into the NFL. What was the nutritional message there? The the message in the NFL, the nutritional message was just basically like everybody for themselves. (laughs) Like, you know, like that's what it is now. More so, like, you know, they're obviously now with the, they're trying to introduce yoga and different, you know, healing modalities and things like that. uh, You know, more things like that. And and actually trying to bring in more healthier foods and and, and more uh, nutritionists who are more aware of healthier eating options and things like that, not forcing their guys like, eat this steak, eat this, eat all of this stuff. And um, so, you know, uh, it's good. I'm I'm liking where the NFL is going. You know, they're trying, like I said, it's that, that, uh, you know, that old school mindset of, you know, you got to eat meat, drink milk. And that's what a lot of guys do because they're from the South. Like all the weight trainers are from these old guys from the south who just know work hard run this is it lift up that tire pick up the weight and that's what they're doing and they just keep that up and then but now what's happening is like a lot of guys are getting hurt a lot of guys are becoming aware a lot of guys are switching on their own like the guys from the titans you got the dudes from the redskins and you know basketball players and they know that you got to keep up with the times yeah so you got to move like the whole world is going healthy the whole world is on a green movement the whole world is on a progressive um, life change and life switch. So the NFL has to do the same, unless they want. Especially being such a brutal sport, they have to. They have to sort of counteract all the negative press and all the, like, the opioids and the, yeah. the average age of death for football players being 53, according to a NIOSH study. You know all of these things. So these are a lot of things that, you know, and this is the NFL's a corporation. NFL's a business. You know they got to grow with the times. You mentioned the Redskins. I know your brother plays there as well. They have um, DJ Swearinger on the roster, defensive back. He is nearly 100% plant-based, pescatarian, will eat the salmon every now and again. Had an opportunity to talk with him, Mm -hmm. and he told me, I spoke with him, I think, week 16, Mm -hmm. and he's walking around fresh as a daisy. Meanwhile, the rest of the locker room is walking around like they're 80 years old. Busted up. Yeah. Busted up, yeah. That's the thing, is that, like, like, uh, I mean, we had a little conversation earlier about information, and a lot of guys are dealing with it, 
but they have no idea what is the cause of the inflammation, what is tendinitis and why you have tendinitis, mm -hmm. or what is high blood pressure, why you have high blood pressure, all of these things. And all of these things, like, it, it, like the tendinitis, it's, it, yeah, you feel it in your hands, but you know, you're feeling it in your knees, you're feeling yeah. it in your ankles, you're feeling it in every part of your body. Because, you know, it, it, that's just what happens. You, you get inflammation in the joints. You're, you're out there running all day. You're hitting people. You're doing squats. And so with all that constant wear and tear, you're going to get inflammation. And then you're eating foods that, that help to contribute to inflammation. Then you're just a whole mess, right? Yeah. Like, I remember guys were, like, doing runs. And, and, like, after the run, like, they can't even, like, they have to lay down and put their legs up in the air because they're so just messed up. Mm. And these are the top-tier athletes in the world. You're NFL players. You're getting paid hundreds of thousand dollars a year, millions of dollars a year to play a game and, and eat these and, you know, and, and go out there and, and do your thing. And, and stuff that people, they look at it and they go, wow, look at that. That's amazing. Yeah. But they're all jacked up afterwards because it's like you have the, the compact, you know, from the sport. The, the the all of that hitting from the sport, but you also have, you know, they're they're so they're tearing their bodies down with that, but then they're also tearing their bodies down by the food that they're putting into their bodies. Right. And they're completely unaware of that, a lot of them, you know. So still yeah. to this day they're unaware. Still despite the day. fact that more people are being awakened. You know, I, I used to do a radio show with uh, Redskins players, a first round draft pick. This guy was a beast, defensive end, just a sack machine out of Nebraska. Guy mm -hmm. by the name of Adam Carricker. Amazing individual. I mean, just huge. Mm -hmm. He tears his quad tendon. Mm -hmm. And he, he works his way back and tries to. But the big thing why he couldn't get cleared was he couldn't get the swelling in the knee down. And mm -hmm. he couldn't get enough bend in it. I think they were looking for it needed it, to get past 90 degrees or 100 right, degrees right. for him to be cleared to play again. And he never could. And he told me, like, they would crank on it. Like, they mm -hmm. had the... The trainer literally standing, pushing down on his knee. Right, trying to force the movement. But it would not budge. And so I'm sitting here now after learning about the benefits of the plant-based diet. I'm like, man, I wonder what would have happened if Adam would have been vegan at that point. Because ultimately, he never got cleared and had to retire. Right. Because, yeah, like a lot of guys, like they'll get hurt. And they get sad, they get depressed. Yeah. And they go into an eating frenzy and eat whatever. You know, I'm not working out. Yeah. I'm just trying to heal up. Yeah. Watching this TV. I'm gonna sit here, chill, and eat these pizzas and nachos or whatever. Yeah. And then, you know, let, and they're like, all right, when it's time to get back, when I heal up, then I'll train. But it's a it's 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 like your body is a complex. Like you have to you gotta hit it from every different angle. Mm -hmm. Like you're trying to heal, you just can't lay there and heal. You gotta feed yourself uh, things that are gonna make you heal. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like when you eat meat like or dairy products, it sends your body into that instant state of inflammation. And that's why I stopped eating meat, obviously. Eating meat, I watched Forks Over Knives. And one of the things, I was dealing with tendonitis and high blood pressure and a whole slew of things, right? And I was only 23. And I was just like, I watched the part where it said that as soon as you eat dairy products or animal products of any kind, since our bodies don't know how to react to it, it sends our body into an instant state of inflammation, right? Right. And so you eat in breakfast in the morning, you have, you know, milk, eggs, bacon, toast, and, you know, butter toast, and then you send your body to an instant state of inflammation immediately, right? right? Then you have lunch, or, you know, and you have, you know, whatever, a piece of chicken or something and whatever. Instant state of inflammation. So, and then you keep eating meat all day, then you send your body into a constant state of inflammation. Now, 
you can't heal that way because if you have irritation in your knee, the inflammation, all that stuff is preventing, it's causing all kind of stuff that it, it, to, to mess it up. Um, not only that, you're causing disease, right? So like tendonitis, for example. Tendon means joint. Yeah. Itis is Latin for inflammation. Tendonitis is a disease. Like it's your body can't function with ease. You can't you can't function with ease. He had a hard time healing with ease because he had all that inflammation preventing his body from sure. doing what it's supposed to do. Sure. Heart disease, atherosclerosis, inflammation of the arteries. Your arteries are inflamed with cholesterol, which gives you heart disease. Your heart is just a muscle, and if your heart is your heart's pumping blood through the rest of your body, and you have cholesterol blocking it. Your heart can't pump blood through the rest of your body with ease, hence the term heart disease, you know. And same thing with saturated fat surrounding your heart and choking your heart like a bunch of rubber bands surrounding your heart. Your heart can't pump blood, can't expand and contract with ease, heart disease. So it's like all of these things and going back to like, you know, a lot of guys don't don't understand how to fuel their bodies to be optimum, you know, be the optimum athlete that they are capable of being. Like now you see a lot of athletes doing it like you got like the guys from the Titans and the Redskins and this is happening and it's happening because people are dying but <laughs> and people are dying from food related illnesses right according to the CDC the top 6 killers of the world are food related illnesses and people are becoming aware of that right right so it's happening for that reason but at the same time people are like yo I am uh, feeling a lot better now. I'm not inflamed anymore. Like, my joints are, are better. Like, I have more energy. My recovery time is better. I sleep better. I'm healthier. I got abs now. Like, you know, like, it's, it's just something. That's why That's why it's, it's easier to believe in than something that you have to fight all the time. Like, oh, yeah. Like, like people, I tell people all the time, like, um, like, how can I lose weight? How can I lose weight? You know, you know about this, but you, you were, mm. your story is, is amazing. Thank you. Right? So, like, I tell people, like, plant-based eating is, like, residual income. For right? sure. And I was telling you about this earlier. When you eat animal products, you don't know how much fat is in that piece of chicken that you're, that lean piece of chicken, lean piece yeah, of chicken. Quote, that unquote. You're, yeah, quote, unquote. Or that lean piece of steak that you just cut the fat off the top. There's still fat on the inside. And just because you cook it doesn't mean that the, and the fat's dropping off. All the fat didn't drop off, right. you know, and that's going into your body. And you're trying to lose weight, but you're actually introducing the fat of another animal that your body, and then not only that, your body doesn't know how to break down those fats. And so you're leaving, so those, those fats get stuck in your body. They go right here to your love handles, to your, you know, your thighs. And, you know, and, and, and so like, and, and not only that, like when they do autopsies, I was telling you our bodies can't break it down. They do autopsies on people or liposuction. Yeah. They suck the fat out of them and they take the fat and they can put it under a microscope and see what kind of animal you've been eating, yeah. right? So because so the fat, our bodies can't break it down so it just stores the fat, which is energy, and it just stores it in the love handles or whatever. And so you can see like literally like, oh, this person eats a lot of beef. This person eats a lot of chicken. This person. So it's like, why are you introducing in like things into your body, putting things into your mouth that are going to make you have to work 10 times harder, that's going to shorten your lifespan, that's going to make, that's going to diminish the quality of your life, you know? Yeah. Just so you can have something that tastes good, 
Yeah, not to mention the lack of fiber. You're not scrubbing anything out, man. Right. So let me ask you, we were talking about injuries. You come in the league, I think, 2011, Mm -hmm. and you go vegan in 2014. Mm -hmm. What kind of injuries did you sustain between that time period? So I dislocated my right shoulder. That was in high school. That was in college. Uh, I had nerve damage in my right hand, and um, I couldn't make a complete fist. Sure. And um, I had the tendonitis, which was really bad. It was to the point they had me on Celebrex and anti-inflammatories, painkillers, mm. just because the tendonitis was so bad. Like, it was hard for me to do push-ups and, and all of these things or anything. It was, it was that bad. And, um, like, the nerve damage, they had a brace on my arm. It came all the way up to here. It just to prevent my hand from hyperextending. And they like, go back out there and play. Like, all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm playing with one hand. I'm telling you my brother, you have to play with a with the a, club, with a club on it. <laughs> That's just part of the game. So, yeah, man. Like, but yeah, man. The football it, it wears on your body, especially. Sure. I was playing D line. You know, you're going up against two, three hundred and sixty pound dudes every day. Yeah, all so, day. Yeah, all day. Yeah. So, if you were plant based coming into the league, we we talking Pro Bowl. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I would have had way more energy, way more a lot of things, and you know, like. Um, it was it was a learning it was a learning experience you know making that transition in the middle of my you know making yeah. going plant based and that was like I was like shit let's, let's do this yeah like, really gotta yeah. figure it out gotta get some reinforcements gotta hire you know get some people to help me out and you know but yeah definitely because like you see now all these guys like Kyrie Irving and and all of these people and then the, the knowledge that I have now as opposed to the knowledge that I had then I would have been way better off but. Yeah, like this, uh, it's 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 exciting and amazing to see how everybody's everybody's doing it, and everybody, you know, they got that the the, the fire's been lit, sure, to say the least, because it's not just in football, it's in basketball, it's in it's everywhere, you know. Just talk to NASCAR driver Landon Castle; he went vegan, swears that, that helps him on the track as well. Right? Yeah, because you you're that's the thing; it's not just physical. It's mental. That's what I was just going to say. It's, he said it was mental clarity. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's mental clarity, right? Because you don't have all that foggy. Like, you know, like they say, you are what you eat. Your brain is a part of your body. Mm-hmm. So if you feed if you feed your body things that it doesn't, it's incompatible with your body, your physical makeup, and it's making you to be, it's causing you to be uneasy, your brain is dealing with these same things, right? So, for example, there's a... They did a study in Los Angeles. I don't. I can't. Re- I can't remember the name of the teacher, but it was a teacher at a school, and there was a, ki- a school full of students, and they were in the, ur- in the inner city area. They were feeding them sh- you know, this horrible food, yeah. all that stuff, like you know, you know, dairy. You know, you got the dairy milk law where you got to feed each kid milk and all that stuff. Yep. So they had a company, uh, a vegan company, plant-based company, sponsor the students and give them vegetables for two weeks. All of these kids prior to the experiment. They were like, oh, these kids have ADHD or hyperdescent, you know, whatever, you know, whatever that is. And by the end of the study, they were like, uh, you know, these kids are fine. There's nothing wrong with them. They aren't they are attention deficit. You know, they don't have any issues or anything like that. They just need to eat healthy. So back to that clarity of mind is like, you know, you are what you eat. You're, the food that you put into your body also fuels your mind, right? Because you just, you know. It's, it's Yeah. It's, it's just an amazing thing. Um, I want to circle back to, uh, you're talking about keeping weight off. Or maybe we were talking about this before we actually started going. I know training camp, you sweat out like 15 pounds of water weight, just 
I mean, it's Monday, July. You're in the right. hot sun. What are you going to do? Right. Trent Williams, mm-hmm. all pro left tackle for the Redskins. Mm-hmm. Great human being. Mm-hmm. Went vegan. All about it. Couldn't sustain it, he said, because he couldn't keep the weight on. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking across from you, like, you've got all this muscle, still, you know, jacked. You said you got the six-pack abs. I'm not going to ask you to prove it. <laughs> uh, but what would your advice be to him? Because he obviously needs to be above three, 310. Right. He doesn't want to get fined that $500 a pound. So right. where, where does he turn to to keep that weight on? So you have to learn. You have to. So when I went vegan, I veganize my current menu, right? I'm going to start here. I have to veganize my current menu. And that was vegan nachos, vegan hamburgers, vegan pizza, vegan taquitos, all of these things. And it still wasn't enough. Like, I still dropped. Eating that, I still dropped from 305 to 265. Yep. And I, But I was strong, bro. I was bench pressing 465. So I was like, I'm, I'm good. I'm like, Beast I'm, like, I'm going to put mode. this weight back on. Yeah. Like, so, and that was the most I'd ever bench press was 465. And, um... And my squat was, anyways, but uh, but what what turned the tide for me was I had to I had to consume more calories. I was eating eight to ten thousand calories a day, Oof. right? When you're eating meat and stuff like that, or like I remember before going vegan and I had all that tendonitis and stuff, I was going to Chick Fil A and getting like three sandwiches, four sandwiches, and just uh-huh. eating. That was my and like me and my boys, we would go after practice and be like, "Yo, I'm hungry. Let's go get this," you know. Uh, Chick Fil A is is healthier than Jack in the Box, and it's right it's right now. I'm trying to eat right now. Oh, is it? In and out, <laughs> right? In and out is healthier. You know, it they you know it's like it's they make it fresh, right? <laughs> like right, right. And so, but you know those calories they're a lot easier to get, but they're all empty. Yeah, you know, and yeah. that's the thing is you have to realize like you have to work harder to get these calories in. Like, you have to be, you have to be very creative. Like, I was, like, Vitamix, shout out to Vitamix, you know, you're a sponsor. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, <laughs> but Vitamix, like, you put, like, you have to use your Vitamix and you have to make smoothies. Like, I had to make my own protein shakes. I was making, you know, because, like, you can go get protein shakes from these, you know, the powdered protein shakes. And, sure. You know, that works, you know, when you're in a crunch. But they don't have a lot of calories in them. You know, they only got like 150 calories a serving and 200 calories a serving. You're like, that's great. I'm trying to get to 10,000 calories. How yeah, many shakes man. am I supposed to make? Right. You know, like, you know, so like I'm making smoothies and I'm putting like beans and rice and, you know, kamut or I would put amaranth. I would just, I would just look up all the, all of the nutrition facts about every food that I was putting into my diet and right, the, right. the benefits like hemp, hemp seeds and, and flax and like when I wanted to cut down, I would put flax in because yep. flax helps to burn up the fat in your body and all these things. So, you know, you just have to get creative and 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 learn how to do it and and understand where you're getting your calories from, what these cal- what this food is doing for you. Um, some foods, like you have to be careful what foods you're going to eat. Like I said, flax will help you to lose weight. Yeah, like that yeah. you still put it in your diet, but don't do a whole bunch of it because I realized when I started putting so much flax in my diet, like. I was 305, and then I was 295. So I was like, all right, let me take that out. So it's really it's an experiment. You know, you're experimenting. This is a new frontier. Right. You know, this is a new frontier. So we have to, like, all these athletes are coming in. All these athletes are now scientists because they are out here experimenting with their, with their, with their life yeah. and their career yeah. and everything, but for the betterment of the people, for the betterment of the world. You know, so... That's how I see it. Like you, like yeah, you're gonna like, like I, I hope he tries it again. You know, with, with with more information and 
and you know, and so he feels more confident going into it because people are doing it. The strongest man, I did it. I was three twenty. That yeah. was my head. I was actually three twenty, three twenty plus. And the strongest man in Germany, he's three hundred plus. Right, right. You know, and you know, and he's like five, five, six, five, seven. That's right? my guy. <laughs> so, That's my guy. Yeah. So. <laughs> but like you know, like it's not hard. You just have to know how to do it. And then another thing is, a lot of guys, a lot of people, they think when you're going vegan, it's like lettuce and carrot sticks with a little balsamic vinegar on it. That's my meal. Right. No, bro. Like I said in the beginning, vegan nachos, vegan hamburgers, vegan pizza. You do this, and you don't want to get bored on it. You know, like you don't want to be like the bored vegan, the bored vegan lifestyle. Like, nah, bro. Pig out. Um, um, what's his name? Vegan dread. Uh, what's his name? His. But anyways, vegan dread. You, I look at his page all the time. He is, uh, he always has, he's, he's ripped up. Right, right. Super ripped up. Cut, bow. Like, he's a, he's a, he's a, um, he's a competitor. He fitness comp- competitions and all that stuff. This dude all the time, he's like this on his page with these ginormous vegan hamburgers. I'm like, man, I'm so jealous. Like, right. I'm like, how do you look like that? It's like the menu here at the uh, Urban Vegan Kitchen, man. Right. Have you, you've seen this menu. You've eaten it here. here. It's yeah. crazy. It's amazing. Yeah. Right. And I don't feel bad about eating it. Not one bit. I order like four things and then just go in. Just go go to town. Right. But, you know, like, it's, it's good when you, it's like, it's not super heavy. You go, you poop it out, and then that's it. You know? Well, like, you just said that. I'll tell you a funny story real quick. Uh, this will probably get cut, but whatever. <laughs> uh, so, I'm out there at Redskins park i'm doing the interview with swearinger and uh, i have him make me a smoothie it's delicious right Mm -hmm. but he tells me that this is his lunch he drinks three or four big old smoothies for lunch Mm -hmm. before practice yeah that's a ton of fiber before practice yeah i'm just saying yeah i'm you know you're running a risk you're yeah, running you know, a risk here, David. But it's a but no, yeah, man. You need that energy. Like you're eating, you're doing that. Like that's yeah. good because you're not gonna like all the blood is gonna go. Like you're gonna digest some of it, but you know your body's gonna stop digesting it after a while because all the blood is gonna go from your stomach and go to your muscles and yeah. pumping and everything. But I mean, if you gotta, you gotta go. We you gotta, gotta go. So, but um, yeah, man. You you need those calories to burn up throughout. Yeah. So that's what he's doing. But yeah, I did the same thing. Like I will come with smoothies, like big old smoothies or big old thing of noodles, like, you know, wheat noodles and things like that and just eat that before practice. You got to have that energy, especially because you don't want to burn off your your, your your reserves that you have. You want to keep that on. So you right. have to replenish it. So you, you're still in good shape. I think you last played in 2015. Do you consider yourself retired now? Yeah, I'm retired, bro. Right on. Done yeah. with it? Yeah, I'm done with it. I'm no. doing other things. I'm doing... Uh, I've, I've really delved into the activism and, and spreading the plant-based message, especially as it, it as it pertains to food justice, because you know I grew up I grew up in South Central Los Angeles, which is considered a food desert, and so uh, you know it's, it's very near and dear to my heart. Like because like you see it, like you see the difference in like I'm sure the community that you grew up in is a lot different than the community that I grew up in, where. You know, people are having to take the bus to the grocery store, which is a couple of miles down the way. There's no healthy food in the vicinity. All we have available are, like, Doritos and, and Jack in a Box and Taco Bell, you know. Like you were saying, how you, how you knew, like, the whole menu of Taco Bell. Yeah. That's everybody yeah. in, in, in food deserts. They know the whole menu. Like, give me number one. Give me number two. You know, they know yeah. what the specials are when they're coming up because that's all that's available to them. And so... My thing is to bring awareness now, so it's to bring awareness around food deserts and what they really are, because they're not really food deserts. And there's some, they're now they're using the term food swamps. 
which is I feel is better suited because yeah. there's food there, but it's Taco Bell, like I said, Burger King, McDonald's, and it's it's how it's how and why these uh, food deserts and these these uh, food swamps are here, and this is what I'm trying to share the story of what that is, and and how, you know, and make people more aware of it. Despite the obvious physical differences, you and I aren't that different. I remember uh, growing up and. Uh, remember my father riding a bicycle to the store, like wow. clear across town, you know, uh-huh. didn't have a whole lot of money growing up, um, uh-huh. didn't, you know, didn't reach, you know, middle class or whatever until much later in life. But uh-huh. um, I remember grandma's house, it was always potato chips, baked beans. We're talking the most generic hot dogs ever. Right. Most generic lunch meat ever. I mean, lunch meat so thin, like you could blow it and it would fall <laughs> apart. Like, right. you know, but like that's the kind of stuff that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. We didn't have the other options. Right. So when you say food swamp or food desert, man, I'm right there with you. Yeah, right. And it's a sad shame. And thank you. I'm sorry for assuming. But yeah, man, like it's a it's a it's a thing that, you know, like it's, it's like, why is it like that? Why come everybody doesn't have healthy food? Why are there? Why are there like grocery stores an abundance of grocery stores yeah. in pockets? Yeah. And and then you have pockets where there's just, you know, it's a it's literally an underserved community. You know, it's like why is that? Why are there these differences in food? Is some is one person's health more important than the other person's health? Why are you pricing people in into the bad foods and at the same time pricing people out of the good foods? You know, so there's a lot of questions. And so that's what I've been doing. I've been speaking. I've been doing my presentation. It's called Oppression in the Food System. And I'm speaking at Harvard on Harvard Law on March 1st about that. So I'm really excited about that. And I've been speaking at universities across the... Around that's what I wanted to ask you about. Is I, I read an article where you specifically, I believe, went and spoke at Penn State. I'm sure you've spoken at some other colleges. Mm-hmm. But you raised the point with the players that the average NFL player, as you said, dies mm-hmm. in their mid-50s. I mean, mm-hmm. so when you mention that sort of thing, do you see their eyes open at that point? They're like, whoa. Yeah, because a lot of people don't know that. Like, these players that are playing for us, who a lot of players are aspiring to be, a lot of children are aspiring to be. That's where they're, you got to realize, like, that's where they're coming, their next, you know, generation is coming from. Their next generation of athletes is coming from. They don't want them to know that, you know, if you play football, Chances are you're going to die before the age of 53. Right. You know, that's a real uh, negative selling point for them. So, um, you know, like, yeah, like, and, and for the players, other players coming in, like, they don't want to hear that. I mean, they're, they're like, man, like, why is it? Which is great. I love saying it. It's like, well, why is that? You know, like, start, you know, and, and let them inquire, plant the seed in their head. And like, why is that? Like, am I on that path to, right. to 53? Because it's not just football players in the NFL. It's football players, period. Sure, sure. You know? To be fair, it should be pointed out that the NFL has released counter studies that say that players live into their 70s. They have lower rates of cancer. Um, it just depends on who you ask and what study you look at. Right. But the you look dairy at... dairy industry has counter studies also. Of, of course. You just... I think that the most blatant example of post-NFL career dangers would be uh, William Perry. The fridge, right? Uh, have you, you're familiar yeah. with his story. I mean, right. he was he a was big three, guy. Yeah, he was 300 pounds, which was big back then. Yeah. Now, that's what I was saying. And there's, there's so many things have changed. Or go ahead, I'll tell you. you know, yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, you look at him now. He's well over three bills. I'm sure that he's at five. Has mm-hmm. 
diabetes, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, really I, I mean, it, like, if he's up and walking around today, like, I think that that's a good day for the for fridge. Yeah. Right. So just to be walking, that's the crazy yeah. part. So hear me out on this. Refrigerator Perry was like, back when he played, like, 300, like, whoa, this guy is colossal. That's right. why he became who he is. And that image helped to make guys be bigger. Like, guys wanted to aspire to be just bigger players. Now, the, the, the weight, and every year, every year, the size of NFL players increases about 10, like, you know, a couple of pounds every year. So, in the 2000s, like, early 2000s, like, your average, the heavier average player was 290, 298, right. something like that. Now, like, your biggest guy on the offensive line or D-line is 360. Like, look at Vince Wilford. Like, you see how big that That's dude was, bro? Dude. Man, I seen that dude, and I was big, man. I was 320, and I looked at that dude. I was like, you are the <laughs> biggest dude i ever seen. So, like, dude, I'm worried about Vince Wilford, man. He's a character. I love his personality, but now I've seen him, like, hawking all sorts of barbecue equipment, and, like, it's just he's buying into that larger-than-life lifestyle, mm-hmm. and I'm worried that he could go the fridge route. You know what I mean? But so, that's but that's like that's why players blow up, not blow up, get bigger, like yeah. you know, fame wise. But they get big, like because like Vince Wilford, his his saving grace was that you know he's a big man who can run. Sure, he's out here running in practice all day, keeping his weight down, right, or doing all that stuff. Um, same thing with Refrigerator Perry, three hundred pounds in, he stopped playing. He's he he's no longer working out like he used to. He's adopted a sedentary lifestyle. Now, mind you, he was three hundred pounds with two a days. Can you imagine under the current uh, collective bargaining agreement? I'm sure he only practiced once. So okay, <laughs> he's refrigerator Perry, and he's one of the play, you know that guy. Yeah. So, but like, but yeah, but still, two a days, and you're still like, you know, you're losing weight, bro. I told you I was losing like fifteen pounds a day. Yeah, like this is everybody. Yeah, but. Uh, but yeah, man, like it really it, it, it gets you. It gets you, bro. Looking long term though, I mean, like you, you have to be pretty optimistic now that, that you'll be around well past the, the ripe old age of fifty three. Yeah. That's for my goal, man. I'm trying to live as long as I can and spread this message as well as, as much as I can, you know. So um yeah, man, that's like I was telling I think I was telling you earlier, man, it's all about quality of life, you know? Yeah. And, and like a lot of people are like the the big farmer, they're like, oh, drugs are good for you. And, you know, they are we're living longer than, you know, ever before. But it's like, all right, we're living longer. That's what you say. That's what you say on your study. But we're living longer because we're hopped up on all these drugs that are making us lose our mind. And, you know, people are, you know, developing double personalities yeah, and all right. kind of stuff. Like, they have all these side effects, like anal leakage and all kind of stuff. And it's like... That's pleasant. <laughs> right. But that's the real thing. Like, and you know, all you got to do is watch a commercial and they'll tell you. Yeah. But it's like, is it really worth it to live with all of these things that you don't need to? You can just... You're spending... The average person spends $8,000 a year on medication, right? You can just take that $8,000 a year and... And, and 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 all that worry and get put that all aside and and just invest it into what you're eating you know and, and then it's a lot easier you know you're 
you're giving back to yourself. You're building yourself. You're not relying on some quack with a with a white robe on to tell you how to get better when they don't look healthy themselves. Right. They don't take any nutrition study, nutrition classes. So how are you going to? How's this person going to tell you? Like, I mean, I'm, this is PCRM, so I'm sure you guys all know. Like, the average doctor only gets two hours of oh, nutrition yeah. study, maybe yeah. Yeah. or whatever, four hours. And like, and you trust these guys to tell you how to get better when they don't know. And they don't study any nutrition, but it's simple math. You know, you are what you eat. If you drink water, you're going. If you don't drink water, you're going to be dehydrated. Yep. If you drink alcohol, you're going to get drunk. If you eat, <laughs> you know, like it is what it is, bro. Yeah. Like you are what you eat. That's just what it is. Yeah. And it's. I feel like people are just like they're oblivious to that. It's just like we've been we've been confused. We've been distracted. We've been brainwashed. Like. The fact that everyone believes wholeheartedly that meat is the only source of protein, when if you just, like I said, you just break it down, just take a step back and look at the picture. The cow that you're eating doesn't eat any meat, and that gets to be 2,000 pounds. So, so like, they're getting their protein from somewhere. Why are we not getting our, our intestine looks exactly like a rabbit's. You know, so, and they're getting their protein from somewhere, a chicken. Right, right. They're not eating meat. You know, and they're supposed to be a clean source of protein. So the thing is, we've been brainwashed, and a lot of people are taking advertisements and marketing as fact. Mm-hmm. Like milk does a body good, you know, yeah. and that's been banned by the FDA and uh, you know egg industry. You know, good eggs can't say that no more because that's not true. And right. you know, so we've been brainwashed by false falsities and false information, all this stuff. And now what's happening is with the age of information, people are starting to wise up to it. And you know, you know, just because you have a, a catchy slogan, you can't you can't manipulate the masses with your catchy slogan anymore because people are more aware. Knowledge is power, man. Knowledge is power. So uh, before we get uh, wrapped up on this, you okay? So you're a model. You know enough. I'm going to call you Doctor Carter. <laughs> Uh, athlete, but you're also a music promoter. So you've got this festival coming up, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm working. I'm, not, I'm we're in New York, and um, I'm partnering with Summer Stage, which is a the New York City. They do, you know, we're, and we're doing a music festival here, uh, a plant-based music festival. But it's literally it's really like a series of block parties, plant-based block parties, where we're te- and we're having public speakers, and I'm a public speaker, and we're having public speakers come out to. Uh, share the plant-based message. Uh, we're going to have yoga. We're going to have uh, you know sports and fitness out there. Everything like that. Family time. But at the end, from six to nine, we're we're also going to have day stages with musical performances. But at the end of the day, six to nine, we're going to have performances from like big time artists. Like we already had last year. We started our music festival. We had Erica Badu came out twice to perform for us, which nice. is great. We had um, um, Anderson Pock. Who's a he's really up and coming, great music, great artist. Uh, I mean, he's already there. He's not up and coming anymore. But um, yeah, we had most Def Talib Kweli. These guys came out and, and, and supported and, and and like Black Star. They all came out and, and and performed for us, and it was great. And it's a it's a real movement happening right now. And the the goal of this festival that we're doing, the goal of the festival is we're trying to meet people where they are. Yeah. Right? We want to share the plant-based message with people while they're in their zombie state. Right, right. So, and and that's when it's that's when we feel people will be more receptive, where they feel like you know I can do this plant-based thing, 
and still be chill, be cool with my family and my friends. For sure. Have a good time and eat this vegan be, eat this vegan food. Oh, snap. This vegan food is really good. I had no idea. Yeah. You know, so, like, because, you know, the music is the draw, you know, but they're eating this plant-based food. And so... And it's good. And it's good. <laughs> right? A lot of people are unaware of that. They're yeah. like, vegan? Ah. But if you, you know, then you show them, like, yo, no, that's cool. Well, just try it. Yeah. Just give it, you know, give it a shot. And then it just opens up people's minds and their palates to new life. Cool. David Carter, man, I could talk to you all day. Dang, man. Good Thank interview, you. man. Thank you. I man. appreciate it. I appreciate you, bro. And there you have it. My interview with David Carter, the former NFL player, 300 pounds and just shattering stigma. This guy clearly knows what he's talking about. Plant-based, helping other professional athletes also make that jump to a vegan diet and hopefully extend their career. This guy, really cool, making up his mind, dedicating himself to ushering in that change, being a true game changer, if you will. And oh, by the way, he's also a male model. He's a movie producer. He's a concert promoter. Whatever he sets his mind to do, he does. And that's why it's so important that he's part of this plant-based movement because it's people like him that will help open the doors for so many others who are struggling with their health. So, David Carter, thank you so very much for joining us. And you, if you would be so kind as to hop onto iTunes and subscribe to the show there, The Exam Room, brought to you by the Physicians Committee, that would be great. You get new content each and every week. And while you're there, go ahead and leave us a five-star rating if you would be so kind. Until the next episode, I'm the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll. Thank you for listening.